we welcome back for his 47th appearance on the show, Daniel Phillips. How are you doing? I am doing brilliantly. Good. 47, eh? 47 not out. 47 not out. It's a lot, isn't it? 47 weeks. More than 47 hours. 47 appearances, and thanks to my editing, you've still not been cancelled, so congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right, moving swiftly on. Now, this, August the 16th, is a very special day in the Gutteridge household because, and this this is not creepy, this is nice, heartwarming. August 16th, it was my father's birthday. So this would have been his 57th birthday. Alas, I was too young to remember how he celebrated. And this was also a week before the football season started. This was Saturday in August. Um, and Fulham began their campaign on August the 23rd with a thrilling nil-nil draw at Rotherham. So I'm sure he did not travel to Rotherham. Yeah, what a rank. 86-87, I guess we would have been third tier at that point. So yeah, not a great, oh, yeah. Um, not a great season. Yeah, we were, yeah. And that was the last year before I had a season ticket as well. I had a season ticket from 87, 88. So, yeah. I'm trying to think, when this when this show is out, will we already have seen Fulham lose or, or not? I'm not sure we would have done or not. So, one, two, three, four. No. So, uh, no. In, in real time... Uh, um, We're still one, undefeated. Three, four. Yeah. So, so um, our first game is a week on Saturday when this, uh, when this airs. So, yeah, I'm not really looking forward to it. Um, twelve thirty on a Saturday rank. Chelsea at home. Twelve thirty on a Saturday rank. I'm not. I'm not going now. Oh, are you? Are you not? So we 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 are we are in the Cornwall for the week. Oh, okay. And um, we're meant to be driving back. Now the football league fixtures come out, and on mm. the way back we have to drive through Bristol, and oh, a team from the northeast happens to be playing Bristol City. I is this, this is the Liverpool Liverpool game or the Chelsea game? The Liverpool game. Liverpool game. Okay, that's not so bad. Yeah. So I um I've lost that debate, and it also does seem a little bit silly to be driving past a, a game that we want to go and see, um, Bristol City v Sunderland, uh, for my girlfriend, rather than travel to watch Fulham get pumped. At yeah, no, I 12. I think that that to be honest has given me a good reason to just drive, get there about fifteen minutes beforehand, and leave immediately yeah. after the final whistle. I think if it was at three o'clock, I'd enjoy it. First game back, we don't, you know, for those of you, as much like me and Steve sort of stay in touch to each other, but for the way football is, it's very strange. But you sort of then spend every other week, or sometimes every week, with these group of men generally. And then it gets to the end of the season, none of you see each other. No, they, they uh, you don't see them. They block you on WhatsApp and then they unblock yeah, you, you, you when the season starts. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you just don't see them. And then it comes back and then you will see each other again. But with this being at half past 12, there'll be... And then, uh, to be honest, the first few games of the season are always fairly... Um, I find always quite annoying. I never really want big games there because lots of people are on holiday yeah. away. People have got commitments. All the games get moved. Um, so yes, so I will be I will be in Bristol, which mm. is, uh, lovely place. I've been to Bristol City, but um, my girlfriend has not, and so I'll just be spending the time with two thousand men from the northeast. Why not? So, yeah, why not? Um, I presume we'll probably do Arsenal, won't we? I guess on the that's uh, five yes. thirty now. Yeah, so we'll do that. I'm not going to go to Wolves. I'm not looking forward to it at all. I don't know if you're for it. I'm, I'm really, I'm really, really not looking forward to it. I'd quite happily just not, be another currently, six Currently, if I'm honest, my when I look ahead, mm. uh, um, sport, um, I'm looking at the first week of September. Yeah, yeah. Where we have wrestling and cricket. 
yeah, we miss Spurs away, don't we, for that. I was hoping that was going to get moved to Monday night. I haven't been to the ground. You've been to the ground, though, haven't you? As I haven't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it is what it is. Anyway, we'll, be, we'll, we'll get drawn there in the cup at some point in the future. Obviously, we're going to be relegated. But yeah, I feel like I, I struggled at the start of this football season because of the Euros and like the hangover from that. And then yeah. I found the last six weeks of the season, we might have talked about this when we went to Repro, very physically taxing. Like all of the... All of the booze, all of the all of the bad food. Like I'm not great with that stuff. You know, my constitution's like yeah. a, a 97 year old basically. So I just I put, yeah. loads of, put loads of weight on. I've only just really shifted now. I probably put on about three quarters of a stone. I'm just like I can't. Like I just need a rest. I've lost. I've lost well, I can. I've lost two stone. Have you? That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, in what, pre-season. What? What have you put that? Is that not, is, is a lot not of that not, not football? Yeah, exactly. yeah. it's just so <laughs> just bad. Like easy as that. Literally, just like, not having, not not drinking. Just just going to sort of. I'll have a you know. So I'm doing something at the weekend. Yeah. I'll have a beer for that. But during the week, there's no Tuesday night games that end up. Yeah, yeah. It. One in the morning, sort of that. So but it's a big thing, anyway, isn't it? Like it's a big. I'm thing. saying all this now. Lose it all to then put it all back on. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 you know what the thing? I don't know. The thing that frustrates me is if you're in America and you're in a bar, you'd have probably what four or five different good, like these very, very drinkable beers that would all be relatively low calorie and low carbs, which you could drink all day long, not and not be like totally, totally off your rocker, and you really wouldn't put much weight on, if anything, minimal carbs here. It's very rare you get the only one really is Bud Light. You get occasionally get cause like in a bottle in a in a bar, but again very yeah. rare. So you're you're basically having a having a pint of beer. It's basically like the equivalent of half a lasagna. You're like, well, for God, <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's, like, it's hardly a surprise that you put on put yeah. loads of weight, is it? So yeah, I mean, beer, beer is just just the devil basically when it comes. However, to- however, when we are on our way down to Wales, if you do come across us, we would have had a lot of beer. <laughs> That's, that's what is that from the that's from the office isn't it what is that scene in the office if you it's, it's with karen roper isn't it? if you see us come if you see yeah, us you better, you better avoid us no 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 actually do, do come over come over yeah no, come please over. come over yeah please come over right on with the review um we started this week with unusually with a shot of the arena which i liked it showed an enthusiastic and full looking crowd before cutting to jim to jim hayes to jim hayes and uh, michael ross they talked about the return of Ted DiBiase the previous week. And Hayes said he was backstabbed, which Ross questioned. Hayes said, who do you think you are? Einstein, in a great line. He said he does a much better job than Ted DiBiase, uh, as when he's on, the people don't change channel. There's a couple walked past um, <laughs> the window with masks on, holding hands. Yes. Yeah. I don't understand that. I don't want to cast aspersions. I can imagine but... the sewage outside your house is pretty, pretty bad. <laughs> Joe, what? I don't, I, I, you, you're probably there. One, I have um, outlet pipe got blocked like one Easter weekend. I had to fill them on the Easter Sunday, and it was literally like the toilet just came out, came out for the toilet downstairs. And I thought Charlotte had left the toilet like that. And I was like, "What are you doing?" Um, and she had to deal with it or went to Fulham. So, yeah, well done to her. And but yeah, but when mask outside, I don't really get it. Like it's a quiet residential street. I don't. I don't think it's floating around in the air. I don't no. know. We, I find that strange. But anyway, we move on. Um, basically, uh, Hayes said he does a much better job than Teddy Biossi is. When he's on, people don't change the channel. In the hour, we have in store Terry Gordy defending the UWF title against Haxel, Jim Duggan, plus a feature on Missy Hyatt and Eddie Gilbert. And coming next week, Dr. Death will be back. 
the doctor cleared him and he'll be back. Hayes started to speak, but then there was an odd cut and we went to the ring. Anything to add on this open? You touched upon it um, a couple of weeks ago, but um, Jim and Michael Hayes, their, their chemistry is so good. Yeah. Um, and it, and it, it, this is sort of like the prelude, I would say, to Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler that I, that I grew up with. Um, that sort of just joking with each other, you know, Jim sort of Ross having a go at him, me having a go back. Um, comes back to my point around heel commentator. You mm. just need a heel commentator. It is so much better um, if you have one. Um, the signs are back as well. Um, I know we're not going to mention what's on the signs, but what does the PS in Michael Hayes actually stand for? Uh, pretty sexy, I think. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. It's something along those lines. I, I had no idea. And yeah. I did, for some reason, I just didn't think you were going to say that. Also, just hearing you say <laughs> pretty sexy, just quite amusing, I think. I don't know. Anyway, that sounds like, to be honest, the, the, the nickname pretty sexy sounds like it would be Surrey Superstars sort of sort of a tag team partner of some sort. Yeah, it's sort of be, what really. you would come up with. What you would have come up with in your bedroom. <laughs> right. Who should I bring in now? Steve Pretty Purely sexy. sexy. Sorry. Purely <laughs> sexy. Purely sexy. Yeah, Michael Purely um, Sexy Hayes. <laughs> um yeah, but it's really good um how they their chemistry between them two is great. Yes, it, it really, really is and such a such a massive part of the show. And I think you're right about Hill commentators. Just just someone had be a dick. You don't have to be yeah. you know, ridiculously over the top with things. No. And I think actually sometimes, this is what we talked about, the fireball angle a couple of weeks ago. Sometimes, and they, they have done this in wrestling before, sometimes the heel commentator, when it's too far, that's a really good storyline device when you so actually, uh, this is too much even for me. Yeah. Bobby Heenan's a great example of that. Bobby Heenan did some of that stuff in um, the Sergeant Slaughter stuff, I believe. I could be wrong about that, but he certainly did with the NWO stuff in WCW because it was a step too far. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure about the Sergeant Slaughter stuff. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. I can't remember. Um, in action first, Gustavo Mendoza versus Gary Young. And Young got a nice response here. Um, Ross said a special hello to all of our friends and fans in Houston, Texas. And presumably, if you were in Dallas, Texas, he wasn't saying hello to you and he wanted you to have a very, very awful day. Ross talked about some great non-profit benefits coming up in Oklahoma the following week. Mendoza got on the ropes to an elbow, gave a wave, and Hayes speculated that he may have been waving to Fidel Castro. Young hit him with superb drop kick at 250, but missed a second one at three minutes and 10 seconds. Mendoza missed the elbow again, and Young got him with a crossbody in 335. I actually quite like this. Um, I didn't know who was going to win, and I thought the action was pretty good back and forth. What did you think of this, uh, this opener this week? Yeah, I thought it was a solid match. I, yeah. I didn't really know who was going to win. Um, good with Gary Young. But my, my thing with this one is I, I, I'm all for the use of real names, but Gary Young. <laughs> I don't know. He, looks, he sounds like he should be DJing wait, on Radio 2, doesn't he? Yeah, or just I'm waiting for his partner, John Smith, to rock up. You yeah, know, like, yeah. <laughs> come up with something. However, I will come up on later on to someone that has come up with a name that does not work. And so, you know, maybe... Oh, yes, maybe yeah. Using, maybe using your own name is the way forward. But it just struck me as just... I was wait, I, I was actually surprised he won because you just assume when someone rocks up, Gary Young, you ain't going to win anything. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a solid start. Yeah, I thought so too. After the break, Ross talks about the time he spent with Eddie Gilbert and Missy Hyatt. Hayes said the rumour in the dressing room was there was something going on there. 
Um, Hyatt had the money, but Tatum may have had the last laugh or may have the last laugh. We then went to what looked like a round dining table in a room. And Ross said that the situation had got to a fever pitch and he's going to ask some questions that the people want to know. They showed a couple of a couple of clips with Journey getting nailed with a loaded purse and Journey getting a modicum of revenge. Hyatt said talk is cheap and so is Dark Journey. Ross said he hears there's a lot of dissension in Hot Stuff International. Hyatt then said she needed her brush um, and John Tatum walked off to get it. Um, uh, no, sorry, that's completely wrong. Hyatt then said she needed her brush and he, and he walked off as Eddie handed her one. He walked off, don't know who that was. Probably should have made... No, you're more. right. John Tatum walked off to John go and get John Tatum walked off. Great, that's right. that's right. Yeah, sorry. As he walked off, Eddie handed Eddie, her one. Eddie had a yeah. brush and she took Eddie's brush. Yeah, sorry. Bad. Subtle little things, Bad mate. Bad note taking, little... yeah. Gilbert said there were rumours going around, but they were absolutely not true. He and Sting are tag champions, and Hyatt said they didn't want them to stop until they were all champions. Terry Taylor was TV champion, and he's in trouble, and they want the big one, even if Terry Gordy is still the UWF heavyweight champion. Tatum said he did a favour for Gilbert, and now it's time for payback, and he would live up to his promises and return the favour. Tatum said he'd heard the rumours, and this is his main squeeze, and she always will be. She loves him. Uh, rehire Gilbert told him not to worry about the rumours because he is hot stuff and he has lots of ladies after him he's in that position he's fighting them off he also said he'd slap Dark Jenny's face off which is a bit unsavoury um, this was good not as good as the last few weeks but a nice advancement of the, of the story I thought still what did you think of this yeah um Obviously, this is when I actually went and read this, like, you know, um, Gilbert and Hyatt married in 87. So mm. obviously what's stuff going on? I find that mad that, like, you've got your real life love triangle and <laughs> they decide to air, air your laundry for a storyline. I mad. think this that was probably later. But the, yeah, this is this is probably while it's happening, you know, but early, I'd, I'd imagine. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure it is happening, but maybe yeah. maybe Joe decided he really doesn't know what's going on yeah. right now. Um, you mentioned... Because as a, as a developing faction, it's quite a good faction, right? So you've got to see them two, Sting, Steiner. He also mentions in it Jack Victory really quickly. And I, th- yeah. I wondered if that was a mistake. Jack has uh, been around, but I'm not sure. I don't know what he's he, doing. Maybe he, he's injured he, Gilbert mentions Jack Victory, and then later on, he lists them again, and he's not in it. I just oh, thought it was a bit strange. Interesting. Yeah, I'll, I'll have uh, a look sure. at where Jack Victory was in August 86. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that the subtle thing about the brush, which, uh, you know, it sort of went a bit skewed, but the subtle thing about the brush, I quite liked that, you know, that was quite a little, very, very, very school, very school play. Uh, you know, you need to do a drama presentation and put some sort of subtle, subtle, uh, what's the word for it? Like, you know, s- subtlety in the background. Okay, let's do it. That she asked for a brush, but her the fancy man gives her the brush, and he comes back, and there's the power shift and all of this. So, <laughs> very yeah, very GCSE or whatever you in the, the states. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, High school 11th, drama, eleventh grade drama, but um, yeah. Um, Jack Victor yeah, was it. still in Jack. Sorry, Jack Victor was still in EWF, so I think he he is still part of this faction. He's just may, right, okay. he may have missed the TV taping for some reason. Yeah. Um, Okay, so next in ring, Eddie Gilbert and Missy Hyatt. Eddie went to announce Steiner as being from Hot Stuff and Hyatt International, but Missy made him sat the other way around. This was Rick Steiner and Sting versus Brett Wayne Sawyer, who had a sign in the crowd held by a young lady professing her love for him, teaming with the Glass Man. Alas, this guy does not have a cage match record, or at least doesn't under that name, so I couldn't tell you who he was. 
Um, Ross said that Tatum was not at ringside and Hayes said it was all a bit confusing that Gilbert was not teaming with his tag team champion partner, albeit perhaps he wanted Steiner to get some more experience. Um, there's great opening sequences here and Hayes said, they were moving, daddy. Now, the glass man, which I suspect you're going to talk about in a moment. This is not a great name for a wrestler. As Ross said, he'd been shattered, an obvious but good joke, after a huge power slam from Steiner. And Steiner beat said glass man in just over two minutes with a splash I would have liked to have seen a lot more Brett Wayne Sawyer and Steiner in this. Hyatt kissed Eddie right on the lips at the conclusion of this match. And I would say this is an extended peck rather than Edge and Lita chewing each other's faces off uh, around 2006. Um, I didn't notice this initially, but in the long post-match slow-mo recap, we saw Hyatt rubbing Steiner's substantial pecks. Uh, What did you make of this match in the aftermath? Um, they They keep saying that Steiner's from Bobby Singer's hometown. Say who? What? Say that again? They always go for Steiner. He's from Bobby Singer's hometown. Bobby Singer's and hometown. Can, Who's Bobby Singer? Search, well, everything I've seen, Bob, he, he's from like, mod, like, there's a guy called Bobby Singer, but he's from um, like programs now. Like, oh, yeah, that can't be it then, can it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So maybe that's fun for for Phil and Terry. Maybe they know what that, what that refers to. Um Sting and Steiner, that's some tag team, isn't it? Yes, yeah. You want to? I haven't actually seen Sting um, do a finishing move yet in in in, in UW. No, what, he hasn't. What, what 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 is his finisher? Or do, or I do don't know. I, I haven't seen. I haven't seen one. Perhaps he's well. No, actually, he did. Um, he did a gorilla gorilla press actually, like the like the warrior. But I can't remember if he did a splash with it as well. Uh, okay. So maybe they're using. Maybe he's using that. Um, yeah, I mean, I just put the glass man. You know, I've actually put my notes. Sorry, Gary. Stick with Gary Young. I mean, what sort of name is that? No, the classman. So what, you're injured all the time? Yeah. Like when I we used to run a football team, we had a player, and it was always referred to as something similar because he was constantly injured. Yeah. Um, the, the, the bit I did like was when Jim Ross said, that'll shatter the glass, no pun intended. Quite <laughs> literally, there was a... There was an absolute no, no pun. pun. No pun intended is when you say it and then realise, ah, Oh, sorry. No, that's yes. that's a normal phrase I've used that just happens to coincide with that. He wouldn't say that will shatter the glass for anyone else doing that move. No. He's purely said that because it was done by the glass man. Therefore, Jr. No pun intended. Isn't what <laughs> isn't the word? No, it's exactly what you meant to do. You've yeah. set yourself up for your own joke. <laughs> there it's is true, really, it's true. there is a pun intended. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Other than that, I think they did make a big deal out of. The kiss. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I mean, to be honest, Gilbert was going like, like, sort of looking a bit like, Ooh, but I, I did, I didn't think that was. I don't think that was deliberate. And if she certainly, I don't think, I don't think that was planned. Do you not think? Okay. Well, I don't I think she'd planned to give him a kiss, but I don't think it was meant to be part of the storyline. But I guess we should part see. of like. Make, so she plans to give him a kiss, but it wasn't necessarily supposed to be like a to do romantic with the- kiss. Yeah, same way that she yeah. grabbed Steiner's pecs. Yeah, I think she yeah. was just being. Ha- she was happy they won. So being she was just being over the top, really. Yeah, yeah. But when when the Fantastics come down, everyone's kissing them on the lips. I mean, it's not. It's this is nineteen eighty six. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's not <laughs> kisses all round. So yeah, uh, Jeff Reitz versus the One Man Gang next. Jeff was absolutely jacked, and Ross did a great job putting over how intimidating One Man Gang was, and Gang had a huge plaster on his forehead. Ross said tattoos on his scalp in an absolutely disgusted way. And Hayes added brilliantly, he should have tattooed his face. 
Ross said, for those in Chicago, gang outweighs the fridge by over 100 pounds. And that's uh, with reference to William the Refrigerator Perry, who'd recently appeared in the Battle Royal of WrestleMania 2. Um, gang crushed Reeds with a splash in 1 minute 17. And he looked okay here, if a little bit sloppy in moments. Um, after the match, Akbar got on the microphone and questioned as to why Duggan was in the title match later on. And also said if Gordy had any guts, he'd come on down to the squared circle. Gang then shouted that Duggan had a title shot as these stupid people cheered for him. He said he could beat both of them any day of the week and didn't know why he didn't have a title shot. Gordy then appeared uh, and headed down to the ring in a total babyface move, but Duggan cut him off. On the outside, Gang attacked both and Hayes then went down and got involved. Roberts appeared out of the crowd as well as, the, as they all brawled and Ross lost his mind. DiBiase and Taylor got involved too as the second one to break. Uh, what did you think of the match and the post-match brawl? Um, yeah, so little observation. Jeff Reach changed the spelling of his name. Yeah, he did, didn't he? This... Oh, you know, it's as well. Okay, yeah, good. it was E-E uh, and now it's E-I. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's a typo again. Typo, typo in the... In the Joel, thing. Joel. Come on, Joel. <laughs> Pencil neck. Um, one Man Gang, I always quite like watching because it's really... I might have mentioned this before, but he is strangely one of the earliest wrestlers I remember. As a oh, kid, like, yeah. yeah, like, I don't know why, but like, One Man Gang, as a kid, I just remember thinking, oh, the One Man Gang, oh, I'm, I don't know why. <laughs> so when he come out, I was quite, I'm quite fond of him, because I just picture being like, I'm talking like a small kid, like five years old. That must have been from old tapes, I suppose, isn't it? Wouldn't it have been? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I also noticed in this, which I haven't noticed before, that when the match starts, all the lights go off around the ring. Yeah, I don't know. Turn them down. I, don't, I just haven't noticed that, but I really no. noticed it on this new. Maybe because the tape quality is so much better. Um, yeah, I mean, if you weigh over a certain amount, your finisher has to be a splash, doesn't it? Mm. That's the rules of wrestling. Yes, um, that's the unwritten rule. How much do you weigh? Splash. But I, but I can do this. Nope, splash. Um, <laughs> and you will, and you will win. Um, yeah, carnage post match. Um, Everyone was bowling down, weren't they? Yeah. And in the words of JR, and here comes big Jeff Gaylord. That's how he ended it. That's how he ended it. So you had all of the major stars and what is quite clearly enhancement talent. Well, I think they're trying to push him because of his football background. Because uh, uh, Ross likes real athletes, doesn't he, basically? So. Picture someone like, they're all doing it and someone going to him, what are you doing here? <laughs> Get back! <laughs> You know what I just pictured him getting overexcited, like, they're all going, they're all going. I'm going, I'm going <laughs> as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it was, no, you had all the main, all the main contenders down there, didn't you? Oh, yeah, big time. This was, this was, yeah. about, and, and after the break, this sort of continued. So Ross was in the ring and said Akbar and Gang had caused the biggest controversy for a while. Akbar said there wouldn't be a UWF title match unless his man Gang was involved. He said Gang has destroyed everyone in his path and there wouldn't be a match tonight. Ross said Akbar couldn't dictate what match was going, what matches were basically going to happen. And Akbar said no one tells him what to do. And Ross said the match had been signed. Gang said he didn't care what had been signed. Ken Mantell, who I don't believe we'd seen on uh, UWF television previously, and he looked like he hadn't washed his hair perhaps ever, came in and said, Mr. Akbar, the UWF is running their own business. Now, if your man wants a title match, he'll have to sign up for it and wait his turn. 
As for right now, you can finish this interview and then these uniformed officers are going to accompany you out of the building. And then we then got a shot of the police officers. And this got huge cheers and felt at least 10 years ahead of its time. Ross said, we're going to have the UWF title match and they won't be there to see it. Akbar said, we will return. I thought this was great. What do you think of this segment? Yeah, I really like this. Um, is, is Ken Mantel isn't Dutch Mantel? No, uh, Ken Mantel, I think, was involved in world class. From, from there no, there's no relation between these two. I uh, don't believe so, no. Um, yeah, I did like, you just said, oh, the, the hands of the officers. <laughs> did you see, like, the main officer who was in, like, was very smart, casual. He had, like, I don't know if you, if you remember, like, he had sort of, like, his police uniform on. All the others had the hats on, but the main man, he had, he's got, like, some sort of, like, really well-kept blonde hair, a couple of buttons undone with a t-shirt underneath, very good-looking sort of, I suspect, a model of some sort. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking, what's this guy doing? You're meant to be a mean police officer. <laughs> yeah, very serious, smart, casual. So of, uh, just, just to add very quickly, so Ken Mantel was involved in the booking of World Class, and he came across to Mid-South in, or UWF in May 86 to help with Bill Watts's, um, basically his national expansion. So he helped um, hire people away from World Class um, including the Freebirds, Missy Hire, etc. Um, basically, he was he was involved with the the booking of this. Uh, I don't think he was the number one booker, but was certainly involved in creative in in uh, in UWF because Eddie Gilbert was involved as well, I believe. At this point, what are the chances of two Mantels? Yeah, that's no, weird, isn't it? His, this guy's name's not Mantel. His name's Ken Lusk. Was his? Uh, oh, so they chose name. to call him that. Weird. Yes. That's yeah. strange. When you've already had one, why would you do that? That's really weird. Um, I think this this was what this guy was before Dutch Mantel. Right. Okay. So it, I it just would... find Mantel like why it's just a I don't know strange. Um, it's not a common surname. No, Dutch Mantel Where's... Mantel is different as well. Dutch Mantel. Oh, okay. Uh, Mantel. You know what? Dutch Mantel's name is not Mantel either. His name's Wayne Morris Keown. So what is that about him? I don't know. <laughs> um. Okay, and I'm not sure who was. Uh, so he was born November the 29th, 1949, and Ken Lusk was born. Doesn't say when he was born. Uh, I'm saying that Ken was the original user of the, the name Mantel with with two I L's. Mean, Dutch was one L. I think we've all learned a lesson here. If in yeah. doubt, just Gary Young. Just yeah. stick to your name. Yes. Um, yeah. We move on. We move on. Right. Jim Duggan, along with Ted DiBiase, challenging for the UWF heavyweight title against Terry Gordy. And Gordy was out, so the boys are back in town. There was a big, tough guy signing the crowd for Hacksaw on that old computer tape. That old computer page with holes on the margins that probably took the person about a day to print. Um, I thought the UWF title belt was really, really inferior to the old North American title. And that's about the only thing in this whole promotion at this time they didn't quite get right. And um, Cam Mantel came out again and told Michael Hayes and Ted DiBiase that this match was the this match can't I've, I seem to have lost the ability to speak towards the end of this week's episode. Um, Ken Mantel came back out and told Michael Hayes and Ted DiBiase that this match was for the UWF title. They've had nothing but bad blood interference. And as an official, he sent both to the back and told them to stay there. He threatened Hayes with suspension without pay if he didn't take the order. And he had 15 seconds to get there and started the countdown as Hayes protested. And those two eventually left. I didn't hear a bell to start, but the crowd were electric for this. And it felt like a massive deal, given how they'd set this up. 
Duggan missed a spear attempt in the corner in three minutes and 39 seconds after being solidly in control throughout. And I thought Ross was absolutely at his brilliant best, 100% energy and a big fight feel. Um, this went through a break in just after uh, basically around five minutes, which helpfully whoever recorded this video expertly cut out. Gordy remained in control and worked over the leg at this point. There are a couple of great near falls with Duggan getting Gordy in a sunset flip and inside cradle, but Gordy escaped. Duggan got back into it and he went after the leg, ramming Gordy's right straight into the ring post to huge cheers. The comeback, though, was short-lived as Gordy got Duggan with a pile driver for another good near fall. Gordy applied the spike submission that Ross said had put Bill Watts down and he implored people not to leave their television sets. They still had time left. The ref checked Duggan's arm, which dropped twice before Jim tried to fight out of it, but his rally was brief and he was put down again. The crowd then uh, hit a big Dugan chant, harkening back to the good old days of Mid-South. He came out again before a head-on-head collision and both men were down. The crowd were electric at this point and begging Duggan to get up. Gordy went to the top but was slammed off by Duggan. Gordy got the sleeper on Duggan again and Jim Jim was face down with it. The ref checked on him as Ross said there was 90 seconds left and I hoped so much we would get a finish. Duggan fought back up again. He smashed a huge clothesline and powered away in the corner, but that was it. The video cut out 11 minutes and 45 seconds of match time. Um, I did look this up on Cage Match and the title did not change on this night. And I believe that the, 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 the match basically ended in a no contest. I thought the finish was a bit of a shame as I thought the match was so, so good. One of the best we've ever seen on this show. Uh, and the finish would have sent this over the top. Uh, what did you think of Gordy versus Duggan here? So, right, I'll get into the match. I've got, well, I've got a lot of stuff on this. Not in a bad way. As in, the ending's bad. I wanted to cry. Yeah. Um, bam, bam, Terry Gordy. Bam, bam, Bigelow. What, what's bam, bam? I don't know. Why, I'll tell you what. All I'm waiting for is bam, bam, Mantel to come out now. <laughs> Just all the cliches, but I think Bam Bam maybe like like punching someone, maybe I think. Yeah, yeah. weird, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw when they done the boys, they come out to the boys back in town. There was a woman in the crowd, and moving in time to the music, flipped her middle finger towards towards uh, Gordy, and was just to like the to the music just pushing it forward backwards <laughs> towards him her middle finger oh, what's going on it's gonna be rowdy um but that that was just the start of the crowd were brilliant yeah. um and i should have you know that was the thing mantel coming back to eject people like a bit like it was a very british thing but it become this 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 uh, episode uh come very much like peggy mitchell from eastenders very much get out of my pub get out of my <laughs> ring um element but again this the build-up to this pay-per-view feel again um I, bits of the match that i sort of take note of Duggan missed a spear on the on the turnbuckle and i've been very critical of Duggan's spear as like it's more of a push but when he missed it on the turnbuckle he wallops that turnbuckle yeah. really hard and it made me go oh okay all right that that looked like it hurt you so i'd imagine if it hit a person that probably it probably doesn't look as good as the impact it actually would have, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Um, when it went to the ad break, what was great was seemingly um, Gordy just 
held him in uh, the leg hold for the whole of the two, the three minute or two, three minutes. Because when it cut back, they were still in the same position. Which... I reckon they just do straight cut, straight cut back into wherever it is. That didn't bother yeah, making is... it look like. Oh, yeah. maybe. Because for yeah. me, watching, I was like, oh, God, they're going to that. Then I was like, oh, brilliant. I've not missed anything. Um, I heard JR used the phrase, dug him with the sunset flip, which pre, which pre, pre watching this is not a sentence I ever thought I would hear. Uh, Jim Duggar with the sunset flip. Um, then you had the Oriental spike, which I assume is just a thumb to the throat, which again, when you see these moves, the ones that you can sort of actually relate to, it's horrific. <laughs> yes. um, I'm assuming this Gordy had must have had a spell in Japan, did he? All Japan, yeah. Like that. Yeah, big yeah, deal okay. in Japan. Later with um, IWA Japan as well. He was part of yeah. the King of the Deathmatch uh, thing we were mixing right. earlier as well. But yeah. He um he had some problems with like he overdosed on a flight to Japan and then he was never quite the same afterwards unfortunately right and he was yeah, in so WWF in '96 as well but only again a brief run brief yeah um as I'm glad you know so I wondered what the crowd were chanting and then then Jr reminds reminds us that it was du- that they were singing Dugan, Dugan which yeah. I thought was great absolutely brilliant um Jr you mentioned it brilliant yeah. brilliant I, I felt like. We, he's been commentating from sort of the start of this podcast, you know, when you set it up sort of, well, he wasn't right at the start, was he? But he'd come in quite early and it's led up to sort of like matches like this. He was so good. Yeah, he was. Like he completely had me. Um, there was a Duggan, like um, he threw Gordy off the top rope. And I was like, oh no, no what are the rules around this DQ? Yeah. He's, he's not gone from the second round. I was panicking. I was literally like, come on, Jim, come on, Jim, um, which I can't believe I'm doing. So, you know, I've been very open about it. when we first started and Duggan was in it. I always always him a joke. And then in Mid-South, he's yeah, different he's really gear. He's so good. Um, then I'm like, there's only 60 seconds left. What are they doing? I can't, like, what's happening? And then I saw, I mean, they went into the corner and I was like, you are not getting him. This is, there is no way they're doing this in a minute. And then it cut, I, could, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I've actually put, I wasn't going to check. I was going to wait until next week as a cliffhanger. But I'm guessing the fact you've gone and searched it on Cage Match, that yeah. I thought, it, I'm hoping that next week they show. Well, what happened? Is, yeah. Oh, no, I think yeah. I've already looked. I don't think they do. That's, that's why uh, I looked, actually, because I skipped forward to see. I was absolutely devastated. Do you think it was scripted to overrun? Yeah. 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 yeah so I I like, see, I, I like, I like, and the other week when I mentioned that, you know, it cut, but actually the point of the cut was to just show that one man gang had turned up yeah, um, and that worked. This was devastating. Yeah. I think, it, I think they use this too much. I, I get, I get it. I didn't, they want Gordy to have the championship. I didn't want to have Duggan beaten in any way. I do understand, but yeah, I don't know. I think this would have gone down a lot better then than it, than it does in hindsight. But um, yeah, I thought this was, this was fantastic. Yeah. Agreed. Again, I thought this was a really, really strong week of television. Um, the product is on fire. It feels quite far ahead of its time. The crowd are invested, lots of over characters, good stories. And all of a sudden, they've hooked me again. I'm back in and I'm excited about what happens next. So what are your final thoughts on this August 16th, 1986 episode of the Universal Wrestling Federation? Yeah, I think you summed it really, really well. I mean, in fact, you know, um, I finished watching this episode last night and I texted you to say, I feel like what I've just watched is better than any pay-per-view or a majority of a majority of pay-per-views I've seen this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And yeah, it had 
it feels it when we when I first when we first started doing the pod or I was first on felt like Mid-South was very revolutionary in what it was doing and Bill Watts was coming out with different ideas and then it went very flat yeah and I didn't feel like he was nothing was really new and I mentioned it the other week you know it's all about selling tickets not necessarily the product on the tv um and then now whether 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 the wwf has sort of given it a kick up the the backside but it's back to being you know groundbreaking stuff things that you may not have seen elsewhere you know storylines that you're really invested in it's back it's back yeah um and yeah maybe it needed the change of venue maybe it needed the new you know go broaden its horizons um because that inevitably probably gets the better starting but it certainly feels like a, a promotion worth worth really getting into and watching again yeah definitely we've got an interloper at the end of the podcast finn is desperate to dribble on my laptop which he's not going to do or walk on it because you've already broken it once by walking on it before so you can just just stay there um dan thank you very much for three cracking appearances and i look forward to number thank 48 you. 49 and 50 in the in the oh. coming weeks coming weeks thank you very much again thank you all for listening um the uwf is on fire and we're having a great time covering it so keep with us and we shall speak to you all again very very soon yeah this is eric watts and for all you phenomenal wrestling fans and fans of this podcast please do me a favor if you're looking at uh more information about mid-south sports Power Pro Wrestling, Universal Wrestling, go to universalwrestling.com and check out that website. It's a must see.